All right, for this week's deep dive, we've got a two-part series. And to start with, we're gonna be launching from this idea in Ephesians chapter five. What does it mean for the body of Christ, the body moving to walk the way of love? Let's get into it. Now, now as we, we continue with body moving, one of the things that we've come to is Ephesians 5 verse 1 and yeah. this core idea of what it means for the body in motion, the mm. church, to, to walk the way of love as mm. modelled by Christ. Mm. And, and I love this encouragement in Scripture and I love some of the thoughts you've been bringing around that. T mm. tell, me, tell me, tell us what, what kind of resonates with your heart, the idea mm. of the church walking mm. in the way of love. Well, you know, I, I think the... Um, I do think it's important to stop, you know, as we've been kind of doing through this, to stop and, you know, you do have to kind of define terms. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so love comes packed. It, we're told to walk in the way of love. It becomes kind of a summary statement. You know, we know it's supposed to be defining feature of followers of Jesus. Um, earlier in, in Ephesians, we saw Paul saying about the body building itself up in love. There's all of these injunctions to love. We know that the movement you know, the way the body moves, the way it relates has got to be um, in love and, and here walking in the way of love. But the challenge is kind of really, um, you know, really defining those terms and going, okay, but what love looks like in the body of Christ um, is first of all modeled. It says, you know, as Christ loved, sacrificed, gave himself as an offering for us. So it really is a, a, a mindset shift, a paradigm shift that we have to adopt that love equals sacrifice, love equals offering, you know, love equals, um, you know, in, in our culture, love is all about um, the way you make me feel, you know, mm -hmm. the way you make me feel it also obviously a, an amazing song. It is. The way you make um, me feel, yeah. you know. It's sung by? It's no idea. Oh, really? No. What is it, 80s? Oh, Michael Jackson. That's Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I feel like I could... It's. I won't try to sing yeah. it. Maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, do you want to do a couple woohoos, maybe? Anyway, oh, yeah. so, yeah. you know, love is often kind of, you know, the way you make me feel, and it, in which really fundamentally, um, even though it's not always articulated that explicitly, but it's all about what you do for me. You know, if, it's, if love is kind of the way you make me feel, um, then... It's all about me, you know? And so that, that plays out and sometimes we don't wanna, um, you know, and that's not to be kind of harsh, but just to realize, okay, this is the water we swim in. So our views of love will be colored by that. They'll be shaped by that. The body of Christ, now Jesus comes and says, I'm gonna build my church, my ecclesia. I'm gonna build, this is gonna be my body in the world um, that must relate to one another differently you know, must relate differently um, than the way we see in the world. So in the church, it should look different than the world. In the community of, of believers versus how, how, you know, the world around us operates. And that fundamental difference in love is a shift from what I get from you to no, 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 how do I walk in sacrifice? And that's that Greek word agape. And agape is a love that is primarily, you know, it's benevolence toward another. It's supposed to define relationship in the body of Christ. It's how do I, you know, follow the example of Christ and lay myself down for another. Um, so I guess all, all that say, I just think um, it's, we do ourselves a disservice if we never stop and really reflect on what this word means. 
Because I think to walk in the way of love, and I love the phrase alone, you know, you just, you read those words and nobody's ever going to argue with walk in the way of love. But to really kind of knuckle down and say, okay, how do we keep this from being just a nice idea? Because the way of love can mean so many things. Um, and to go, right, we need to walk in the way of, of sacrifice. We need to walk in the way of not what do I get. We need to walk in the way of what do I give. Um, and that should define us. Yeah, one of the one of the thoughts that comes to my mind and reminded of a conversation we had last week in one of our deep dives around going back to this idea of consuming versus mm. contending. Yeah, and, we, and you layer yeah. that over the way of love and what yeah. Christ calls us to be in the church. That there you said, you know, love. It's the way you make me feel, and that yeah. makes me feel good. Yeah. But then there's a contrast here for what Christ calls us to model in the church. That it's not just a how can I feel loved by this expression of the mm. body of Christ, but how can I contend for love mm. uh, within the body? You know, I, uh, I uh, heard something this week speaking about Christ and what he calls us to as the church. And uh, I love this idea that, that Christ doesn't call us to be anything as the church that he hasn't first modeled in his own nature. Mm. Um, and so, so this idea, of, and I think you touched on this, but even that, that picture of how did Christ love us? Was it a love defined and how can the church make me feel? Not even close. It was yes. contending for the church in every way. So, so I love this idea, and I, you know, received these words from Paul's in Ephesians that this is about taking hold of the example of Christ and contending for for what it means to walk in this way of love. It's uh, and like you said, it's a great phrase as well. And I love the I love the activeness of the word walk there. That it's not like live in love, but walk. This is day to day. There's real tangible ways to express this uh, in who we are as the church um I, I love what you said you know that is really great to to focus on that idea of, yeah this is what christ did and because then even as ephesian goes on you know it's later when he's trying to even say okay now here's how it plays out in all your relationships and how it plays out in marriage you know how did christ love the church he loved and gave himself up for her he laid down his life and so now that becomes the defining paradigm for how a relationship between husband and wife should operate, you know. Um, and I think, you know, that, yeah, I, I just think, yeah, that is, it's such an important, okay, this is, you know, he sets the example, he shows us the way. We don't get to decide what we think love looks like. He says, this is what it looks like. Now walk in this, you know, and, um, and there's so many beautiful pictures of that in Ephesians, yeah. Mm. So, so one of the things that my mind goes to next for a, for an expression of the body of Christ, like obviously we can think of the body of Christ as a universal representation of believers in our world, but then to bring it to the context of a local church like True North, to actually take this seriously and say, okay, what does it mean to walk in this way of love as a expression of local church community? And I see, you know, some of the spaces that are common to, to churches like ours, things like, you know, we do spaces for, for welcoming people to build relationship with people. We do all these different things as a church. How do you see those kind of spaces within a church like ours being a demonstration of this idea of walking in love? I think the um, I think what can happen in a local church context is um, sometimes it can be easy to see something, let's just say a real practical expression of something someone's doing, like welcoming somebody, like standing at a door to say welcome, you know, on a Sunday morning to a to a worship gathering. Um, 
there's just different ways that gets viewed. And, and sometimes it can just be like, right, yeah, there's some, um, you know, there's some jobs to be done. There's things that need to happen in order to, you know, in, on the case of a Sunday morning, have a, allow the body of believers to come together to worship as well as welcome in, you know, st strangers, new people, visitors, guests, etc. cetera, um, those who are exploring or seeking. Um, and so it can, you can look at it through this lens of just kind of, well, this is a, a thing I do. Um, but I think what is, is helpful to realize is like the, the, one of the best parts about even having like different jobs and ideas and things like that is it creates a real context for relationship and it, it creates a real context for connection. Um, in, in our world today, we've talked about how, you know, a, a little bit of this idea of excarnation and incarnation. And it is very difficult to find those things that bring um, people into, you know, to have a relationship incarnational relationship you first have to at least have some proximity you know right. and some reason you're connecting and the only thing you know if you look across um and this is be true of most you know local contexts, you have a group of people who have almost nothing in common oftentimes you know within with one another sometimes within pockets people have something in common but you you end up with a, a group of people brought together um only by christ so it means they won't necessarily gather around, you know, I mean, you're a Bulls fan and I'm a Cavs fan, but we have to find something that allows us to, you know, to relate with one another. That's right. Yeah. And so thankfully, you know. A, a shared dislike of the Golden State Warriors. Perhaps. It's been beautiful for, for, for unity for us. You know, that really prior to that, we, but, you know, but like, so these things allow us to serve. They actually go, um, no, no, you've got to be, you know, we talk a lot about teams. A team becomes a space where it's like, you'll have to be on this team with one another. And a lot of times I think it's easy to devalue or not realize actually we need to have these contexts where genuine relationship is fostered, um, required. And, and so, you know, if you're on a team with people, you either do that well or, or not. You either hold your commitments to your fellow teammates or not. You're either patient with them or not. There's all these different things. Um, but, you know, Bonhoeffer, to go back, we've looked a little bit at, at life together. He has this other little thing he talks about when he's talking about why we serve in a church. And he just talks about how whenever you have um, a church, it will be healthy and strong to the degree that all the pieces are interlocked with one another. Um, there has to be this interlocking that takes place. Um, and he says that's when the church becomes strong. And, and, and there's almost an invincible, like where it's like an interlocked chain. Sometimes I think without choosing to serve one another in a concrete way, whether it's, you know, saying, yes, I will welcome people on the door in the 21st century context we live in, that's a helpful expression, you know, to make someone feel welcome. Um, unless you have spaces like that, yes, I will make coffee for other people. Yes, I will put out chairs for other people. Yes, I will. Instead of being a chain that's interlocked together, you can just have a bunch of pieces of that chain sitting in a room together. But service, I think in a local context, it allows us to interlock. It, and, and that creates a genuine, and this is just one, that is by no means, you know, kind of the, the end of that picture or story, but it's one way 
um, when people choose to serve and to say, yes, I will. You know, one of the words that is always a, a part of a local church in the 21st century kind of context is a roster, okay? So roster, and some people hear that word and think like, uh, on a roster, oh, oh, only to hear roster sounds scary, or to roster people, sound, you know, like literally, it's important to realize something like that in our context is an expression of saying there's commitment to one another. How do we make real commitments to one another when all of us could easily go about our lives, gather once in a while, sing a few songs together, go our separate ways? Something that makes us make a genuine commitment when we say, I will be there at a certain time in a certain place, not because I will get something, but because I will give something, it starts to put a little bit of flesh and blood onto this idea of walking in the way of love. And I think too much of what we do can just end up in this like, ah, oh, that's a thing you do, and not actually, no, 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 we actually have to flesh these things out. And and go, how do we make that an expression of walking in the way of love? Mm -hmm. And if I do serve on a team with some people, how do I, you know, again, with the people I'm around, allow whatever task I'm doing to be something that forms my heart, my character, my mindset, and how I think about other people and other people in the body? How am I letting it be not just a job, the job is the means for bringing people together, but how do I let that job be something that becomes formative in, in my own thinking? I think that requires some deep dive work mm. every week by all of us when we're going to do something and not just to see things at the surface, but to do our own kind of deep dive thinking, how, how can Christ form me through what I'm doing here? What's he want to do? You know, Bonhoeffer has this other, as he talks about this chain, he says that in the body of Christ, whenever you have anyone who is, he, he says, unemployed, it's kind of un, you know, old language, but what he's saying, if there's somebody who doesn't have a job, doesn't matter what the job is, he says, um, the person who's unemployed, uh, I can't remember exactly way he says it, but he says, they will be the undoing of the church. And his point isn't because they're a bad person, but he's saying when the body is, is choosing to not interlink, and commit to one another and actually do things that are real, concrete, practical, um, it's, going to, it's going to have a negative impact on the whole body. Mm -hmm. um, you know, bringing up, bringing up Bonhoeffer, and I love some of his thoughts on this. And I was actually reading this week, I've been reminded about his story. So escaping Germany to begin teaching theology in Bible colleges in the States, then as the Nazi power really coming into effect and what that meant for the, the church in Germany. And he felt this conviction to go back to Germany, knowing the trajectory of the war, knowing what that meant for him and begins preaching the love of God in that kind. He chooses it to go back into Germany during Nazi-led, heading into World War II, ends up in a concentration camp because of that decision, passes away in that camp two weeks before it's liberated by the Allies. And I think, you know, when you hear those words, like Bonhoeffer hears this guy saying, what does it mean to each one of us walk the way in love, make real concrete decisions, and then you layer that over that, that kind of a life choice that to go back into the most dangerous context really he could to preach Christ and he chooses it because he knows that 
if I'm unemployed in the body of Christ, here's what I need to be in my country, in my context. And, and I just love that as an encouragement and to, to take hold of one of the ideas that you were talking about within the local church gathered together in the kind of expression that we have, that it is just this context to live out the scriptures and what Christ brings to us. And I think about, you know, I see, I see so much of what we do as a church across the different spaces, as a context to just live out the great commission of Christ, that we as a church are called to be a body that embodies that love that we are a, a we are a we are a group of people that tangibly demonstrates the love of God in our community. But we're also a group of people that has profound purpose given to us by Christ. So I love these expressions in some of these teams that that when you strip back all the things like rosters and all that. But but this is a concrete context to live out exactly what Christ calls the church to be in the world that we live in today. And, and that's something I love about those kind of spaces and engaging with those kind of spaces and being a part of those spaces that that actually getting to the real concrete of what does it mean? How can I actually take the scripture and in a real way bring it into my context, into my world, into my expression of church and actually start to walk in that way of love? You know, I, that is so well said and i think even kind of reflecting on like bonhoeffer mm. and just even as you're talking about that and i think about say somebody like that mm. um you know and he obviously you know in the in the way um that you know his life and ending short and all those things and yet the impact of his life mm. like he's this torch that burns so bright because he burned with love and it's just this reminder that it's like um while while say kind of the the me focus or just that you know the consumer the kind of what will i get from this um isn't it's easy and a default setting for us like it's our default setting and it requires nothing of us because we're focused primarily on what will i get but we just intuitively know the way of love the way of sacrifice the way of lay my life down it is what makes you go that was worthwhile you know that was meaningful and i think the more ways we can try to embody that, you know, because our picture here, you know, all throughout Ephesians, the body of Christ, this incarnational expression, um, you know, this is one where um, if we fight against the excarnational impulse, which I just think it's so easy to look at these things of walk in the way of love and you, you walk away and it's a nice idea, but it never gets flesh on it, yeah. you know? And there, there's so many ways that, that it has to play out and in ways small and large, you know, in every kind of interaction, there's a choice to look at it from the way of love or the way of what do I get? You know, there's, um, but if we will, if we will, do the work of incarnating it. Fundamentally, we will, even though it's, it feels like a sacrifice at first to have to do whatever it is for someone else and, and think about them, ultimately it's what brings us the most sense of joy, purpose, because we weren't made to live a me first life. We're made to live, to follow Christ's example, you know, in that. Yeah.